Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode of the podcast here. M out. I'm your host, Elijah Mendez, a.k.a. Eli, a.k.a. The Prophet on Instagram. Dot underscore. Follow me on Instagram uh, as well as the podcast on Instagram. Go ahead and go follow that uh, podcast name here. Underscore E period M period out on Instagram. Go follow the podcast page. Everything about the podcast will be placed there. There's just so much going on. I'm glad to be back with you guys for another episode of the pod. Merry Christmas to all. For those who celebrate, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy, you know, whatever holiday you're celebrating. Uh, Box Day, I believe, is another one, or Boxing Day. Um, anyways, thank you again for you guys tuning in to another episode of the podcast. It's the Happy Holidays podcast. We like to call this one. So this is Christmas dot, dot, dot. And I know I've been gone from you guys for a little while. It was a couple weeks where I didn't have a podcast come out. Extremely busy, as you guys can probably assume. It is Christmas time, doing a whole bunch of things, shopping around, going to visit this place and that place. Had to go see Spider-Man, which is an amazing movie, by the way. I'll discuss that a little bit at the end. Um, there was just so much that had to be done, man. And I had to take a little break from doing the podcast because, you know, these type of things do take time, man. And I hope you guys, not to toot my own home, I would appreciate, you know, me coming out with an episode right before Christmas time. Again, it's still kind of hectic for me. I didn't really want to release a pod until after New Year's, but I figured why not release a Christmas episode? I'm recording this on Christmas Eve. And I'm hoping that I can get this episode out to you guys before Christmas morning so you guys can tune in and listen as you guys are driving to whatever relative, sibling, friend, girlfriends, you know, family or, you know, wherever you guys are driving to or wherever you guys are walking or taking the train or Ubering to, you guys are tuning into the podcast while you're on your way. So please, you know, like I say all the time, share this podcast with everybody and anybody, share it with family, share it with friends. Share it with distant relatives. Share it with your long-distance boyfriend or girlfriend. Share it with everyone. Share it with your friends in Canada, in Africa, in New Zealand, Japan, everywhere. I'm trying to go global with it. You know? I'm trying to make it out here. Uh, so next week, I'm hoping to come out with another podcast, kind of just overviewing this year of the pod. Uh, some New Year's resolutions, you know, some things I want to look forward to as the podcast, you know, successfully... It's about to be a year since I've created this podcast, which is amazing. Um, but there's so much to do this episode. I got, um, you know, Kanye and Drake had a concert for Larry Hoover. I'll, you know, I'll sum up what happened there. Um, who could compete with Jay-Z in a versus in a uh, little open call that Jay-Z had with Alicia Keys? You know, he stated that, you know, he doesn't believe that anyone can really compete with him in a versus, just to sum it up. And uh, I'll give my thoughts and opinions on that. Roddy Rich came out with a new album, Live Life Fast. I'll give you a quick review of that and reveal the top five most listened songs to, of 2021 for me. I would like you guys to participate as well. You guys let me know who was your top artist for this year of 2021. I would definitely love to know that. Uh, I also get into uh, what's on the way out for fashion for 2022. Big sneaker releases the past couple weeks. We got the bubble gums. You know, I'll, I'll go over breads. Uh, cool grays, etc. We'll go over that. I give you the league fit of the week, which is the fit that I consider one of the most flyest fits I saw from the NBA tunnel. It could be from anybody and everybody. You could be a bench warmer. You could be a starter. You could be LeBron James. You could be, a, you know, you could be a various amount of players. Uh, shout out to Curry, who actually broke the three-point record against New York, sadly, but he did break it. So that's a big stat and, you know, a, lot, a player that everyone looks up to which is amazing. Uh, Curry is one of my favorite players in the league. Just the way, you know, he's really changed the game over the last decade or so, where everyone's hoisting 35, 43s a game, which wasn't was unheard of, unheralded in the 90s, as Reggie Miller stated, uh, when he first came into the league around, you know, the mid-late 80s. Uh, as well, we go over their uh, fantasy football playoffs. Fantasy football playoffs should be starting for a lot of people. Uh, I discuss what's happening with dreadful uh, NFL football for New York City. 
Um, and then I talk about the Knicks. Kemba dropped 44 last night, still lost. I don't know what to do about Julius Randle. We'll discuss that more. And also go over week 16 predictions along with um, the return of Kyrie Irving. So we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. And I'm looking forward to recording this. And I hope you guys tune in and, you know, put everyone else on to this. Um, and I appreciate the time. And again, you know, I'm going to say it many times throughout this podcast. Happy holidays and uh, Merry Christmas. Let's get it rolling. So, as you guys know, we like to start off the podcast with some words of wisdom. We call it the wow. So this week's words of wisdom really connect to Christmas. And there's just a lot going on right now. COVID, uh, Omicron variant going crazy all over from New York City to all over the country to different parts of the world. It's hitting hard. It's that definitely that time of the season, man. You know, it's that that flu, cold season and now with covid still out there you know it's just more and more people testing positive so you know just be safe out there guys if you got vaccinated you know being vaccinated is everyone's personal choice and i can't overstate that as much as possible but if you if you can and you are willing to please get vaccinated just because it's it's not yes it's not a perfect serum to uh avoiding getting covid but it does help. Okay. You know, go get your boosters. If you didn't get your boosters, I got to get mine soon coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but just make sure you're keeping yourself and your loved ones safe. Uh, you know, wear a mask indoors. You know, if you're around a whole bunch of people, probably stick with a mask on. I know it's the holiday season. So you're gathering with a lot of family members and friends. Um, same for me, you know, just, you know, just be wary of that. So words of wisdom. Uh, for this week is from uh, Nora Roberts, and she stated, "Nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you got a Christmas tree in the living room." And that's very true. I think with uh, after Thanksgiving holiday, you know, when you you're throwing up the tree, you know, for us Hispanics, and I'm pretty sure other cultures, we like to uh, throw the tree up, you know, the week before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so you know, it's up all, you know, all throughout, you know, either the week before Thanksgiving or after that. And it goes out until like for us, we take it down three Kings day, uh, that weekend it goes down. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, when you, you know, in December, you know, at my job, there was a lot to do, you know, jobs everywhere could put stress on you with COVID, like I said, and, you know, financial issues and having to deal with rent and all that while still trying to buy presents. It's a stressful time for a lot of people, for some adults and especially kids are always looking forward to Christmas Day. Um, but it, it's a rough time. So definitely if you can, you know, just if, if you if you celebrate Christmas, the Christmas tree being up kind of puts a smile on your face, realizing like this is the this is the month of happiness this is the the last month of the year. We're going into a new fresh start in 2022. So try to put all those troubles away when it comes to the you know uh, celebration of Christmas. I know that's what I'm doing, and I think a lot of people uh, should do it as well. It clears the mind. It helps you relax. And uh, there's nothing better than you know sitting right by the tree, you know, Christmas music on, sipping on some hot cocoa, watching a Christmas movie. Like you know, that's just something that I love doing. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people that love doing that too. Um, so for Christmas for for me this year, um, as I take a sip from my Corona Extra, um, Christmas for me will be different this year. Um, just trying to uh, split time between everyone and that I can. Uh, Thanksgiving was a little bit of hectic, so like I told you guys before. So um, Christmas this year, I'll be playing kind of a Santa Claus where I'm going to all my different relatives' houses and dropping off gifts to them, you know, to uh, to promote, you know, not to promote, to uh, bring some holiday cheer 
to a family. You know, Elise is going to be spending her time with her with her mom and her family. So I decided to take this time, you know, to um, go spread some holiday cheer to everybody from my grandma to my aunts, you know, my cousins, et cetera, and, you know, provide, you know, bring them their gifts. Uh, it helps clear out the house, you know, because there's a whole ton of gifts over here. If you if you see where I'm at, I literally got gifts under the desk of where I usually uh, where I work from home at. There's there's gifts everywhere, gifts by the closet, gifts in Sean in my cousin Sean's room, uh, gifts everywhere, man. It's 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 crazy. It's that time of the year, man. Uh, so that's my Christmas plans. You know, I kind and then I'm you know eat some dinner with the family. You know, relax and then come back at nighttime. And you know, me and Elise are gonna open our gifts at nighttime with Luna, and uh, you know, just try to you know enjoy, have a you know a glass of wine and just relax and enjoy because tomorrow is a really busy day for both of us. Uh, so that's my that's my Christmas plans. You know, it's it's a different Christmas, uh, especially with COVID going on. Um, so, like I said, people, please be careful. Um, but yeah, so those are my plans. And speaking of plans, I can't believe that Kanye and Drake planned a concert together, let alone planned a conversation after everything Kanye was saying on Drink Champs to everything that uh <laughs> you know that was said back and forth and all these hidden songs that were diss songs that Kanye and Drake both have that are under wraps that were never released. Now they're somewhat cool with each other, I guess, you know, and Big Sean came on Drink Champs saying that Kanye's obsessed with Drake, which I could see. The guy talks about him, can't, you know, anytime he, he you know, he could speak about him, he does. Him and Pusha T, same guy, like Pusha T can't release a verse without trying to diss Drake. Um, but you know, the, the man Drake is just living his life. Is 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 just funny that it's like them... Like this anger, you know, the Pusha T, yes, he won that battle with Drake because, you know, Drake didn't really have a rebuttal after Pusha T talked about him having a kid and nobody knew about. But, you know, Drake's been, you know, on the low key, you know, released his album. And, you know, now they, they seem cool with each other now. And uh, they, they had a concert, uh, a free concert for Larry Hoover. Uh, Larry Hoover, I think, was, uh, he's in jail, if you guys didn't know. He's been referencing a lot of hip-hop. Uh, songs Rick Ross's infamously said Larry Uvo, whip and work, hallelujah. Yeah, you guys know what a song I'm talking about. Yeah, but Larry Hoover is like an infamous drug dealer who got wrongfully accused for something, ended up being in jail. Uh, I know there's more to the story, but that's kind of the gist of it. Um, so it was more of a concert for uh, Free Larry Hoover, and uh, Kanye and Drake came out together, and when uh, when uh, the song came out like they came out to like a theme song you know the Kanye song even when you're not and I forgot the lyrics it's like and it cannot always be night it was just crazy like they came out like I think somebody in my in the group chat with me and these guys uh shout out to Jay Tony Brian Joe one of them was like yeah, they 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 walked out like Triple H Shawn Michaels D Generation X if you guys didn't know who that was it, it was really cool you see all the smoke theme music coming out they're walking you know it looks like they're walking into the ring they go on and then you know Drake daps up Kanye and Kanye goes ahead and sings a concert honestly if if you read into the title it said Kanye featuring special guest Drake and more people were like this is a Kanye Drake collab concert but I feel like it was more of a Kanye concert Kanye concert featuring Drake you know Drake didn't want to kind of overtake Kanye's shine like Kanye um you know you would think oh you know he was he's going to do a lot of his his newer you know you know shit from Donda but that wasn't the case he he was singing a whole bunch of his old hits all falls down stronger um you know, um, uh, Jesus Walks, you know, Heartless, all, all these hits that he had, you know, throughout the years. And Drake was kind of performing like his, uh, he performed one of the Kanye songs, 24, 24 Hours. Um, you know, Drake had a couple tracks, you know, from Certified Lover Boy. He wasn't really, he didn't want to, he, he could have played his old stuff, but I don't feel like he wanted to take Kanye shine. I think it would have been cooler if they both were playing like their top, top heat, you know, but. 
that wasn't the case. And I mean, can you blame him? No, because you want you didn't want to outshine Kanye because it is his content. I guess it was his idea. But really great content. It seems like I was watching it on Amazon Prime when my girlfriend security had knocked on the door because the speaker was so was bumping throughout the house and I guess throughout the whole damn building. Cause they came in, dude was like, Can you lower that down? It's like, all right, sorry, man. Um, but it seemed like it was lit over there, man. Uh, they had a good time, Drake and Kanye dancing and running all around the damn stage. It it was cool. It was honestly really cool to see. And speaking of those two, Jay-Z came out, you know, and Alicia Keys had this um this kind of this uh red table talk-ish type of thing on Twitter. I forgot what it was called. Spaces, I think it's called. Where, you know, you can have a group of people, you know, usually a lead or main speaker or a head, someone who like, um, you know, passes everything along, like an assist man, like a Rajon Rondo on the court, uh, letting people speak about different things. Alicia Keeves was on there, you know, spe- you know, and people were speaking, you know, fans and people that she worked with talking about, you know, her, her newest album. Uh, uh, I love Alicia Keys, by the way. Uh, you know, one of the. Most beautiful voices, amazing woman. Uh, she's 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 great, Alicia Keys. Um, but yeah, so Jay Z came on uh, the Spaces thing, and he basically stated, you know, that he there's not a lot of people that could compete with him in in the verses. Like you know how the verses have been. Uh, a lot of them been kind of underwhelming. It hasn't been these like high end big name artists that have done them, but you know you've seen some uh, Dipset versus the Lokes, and you know Ashanti versus Lil Kim, you know uh, Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. You seen uh, like these B C artists come out with you know some verses, but we haven't seen no real top tier people go up against each other in the verses, and. I think it's only a matter of time before that happens. I hope it happens because that would be crazy. Uh, but let's see, honestly. Um, but Jay-Z basically said nobody could compete with him in a versus. It was a big you know, conversation in the group chat because, you know, Brian, uh, my boy Brian, shout out to him, stated that, you know, Lil Wayne, he thinks he could beat him, Jay-Z, in the versus. I didn't agree with that. I, I no, don't get me wrong. Little Wayne is nice. Little Wayne is, um, you know, is what taught Drake a lot of the things he knows now. But Little Wayne has a lot of music, right? But not all of his music, and not a lot. You know, like he, he I don't want to see he's hit or miss because he did have a run, you know, in the the late two thousands where he was wilding out, you know. But I don't know, like. Like, was it really, like, you know, hit for hit with Jay-Z? I'm not too sure. I, I consider more Kanye Drake um, when it comes to this uh, just because they have just so many hits, and I think they will be competing. Kanye said in Drake Champs he would never uh, do a versus with Jay because, you know, that's more, again, that's someone that taught him everything he knows. Um, same thing with Drake, you know, with the guy. He looked up to Jay-Z, and a lot of people looked up to Jay-Z. And I think people underestimate because I, we're, you know, I'm from New York, so Jay Z was born and raised in Brooklyn, you know, where I grew up as well. So you know, this 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 things about New York artists that they're only hype in New York, you know, like the Fabs, you know, like the A Boogies, you know, like Pop Smoke for a little bit, and then until he passed away, you know, may he rest in peace. He got more hype, but it was just always. Um, it was just always the fact that, you know, New York artists aren't really big, like um, like we 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 think they are, you know, based on you know what goes on, you know, outside of New York. There's not a lot of people there. There's people in Idaho that's like I never heard Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I need to see it, man. I need to see Jay versus Kanye, Drake, or Lil Wayne. I think it'd be very entertaining. I think Jay Z will keep it really close with Kanye and Drake, and Lil Wayne could get with you know they could go back and forth. But I think ultimately Jay is gonna you know he's he would he would beat Lil Wayne in the verses, 
Um, I don't know about Kanye or Drake. It, it would be really interesting to see how they, you know, how they would go back and forth. Um, so on from uh, more of my current generation of, uh, you know, top artists to the next generation's top artist. Uh, you got, you know, an artist by the name of Roddy Rich. Uh, you guys know who he is. The Vox um, came out with this uh, uh, Racks in the Middle with, with Nipsey. Um, so uh, Roddy came out with a new album called uh, Live Life Fast. And I heard it, and I'm, I just wanted to give you guys a little quick review on it. Um, so, uh, you know, it's 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 a really solid album uh, to me. It's not album of the year category, but I thought it was really good. Um, I, I thought it was solid. You know, you have Late at Night, which was, you know, his top hit, you know, from the summer. He had that out for a while. Um, then you had... Thailand, which is crazy. The beat goes crazy. Uh, I think he killed that song, All Good, which is the next track on the album with Future. Kilt. I thought that was fire. Hibachi with Kodak and 21 Savage. Great song. Uh, Murder One with Favi. Uh, Don't I with, with Gunna. Fire. Uh, 25 Million. One of the, the last song on the album. Great song. Um and there's a couple of other tracks I got to hear again to really, you know, give my opinion on it. But, uh, you know, I heard it, you know, maybe the album twice, twice and a half, you know. So definitely some solid songs on there. Out of 10, I rated a solid 8 out of 10. Um, you know, I, I was definitely interested as the album went on. It wasn't a spot where I was like, all right, like, let's let's move on, you know, type of thing. Except for a couple songs here and there, but besides that, I thought it was a solid album. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Live Life Fast by Roddy Rich. So, last thing I wanted to go over was my top songs for 2021. If you guys didn't know, Spotify does the wrapped, which is, you know, they, they you know, tell you, oh yeah, these are these are the songs that you listen to the most. These are the artists you've listened to the most. This is the amount of music you listen to, your favorite genres, etc., etc. Yada yada yada. So I just wanted to give you guys my top five songs from 2021 um, that I was listening to, and uh, would definitely like to hear you guys' top five as well. Um, number one for me was "Essence" by Wizkid and Thames. I considered that the song of the year. Um, I thought, you know, that the, if, you know, the clubs and all that was open, this song would have been crazy, you know. Well, the clubs were open. I can't even say that. I wasn't in the clubs. But one of those songs that everyone just knows the lyrics to and can dance and groove to, have a good time. Summer barbecue song, you know, it was a great song. Uh, next song would be What You Need by Don Tolliver. Uh, Don Tolliver had a great year, one of my favorite artists. Um, what you need was just another top track that I really enjoyed listening to. Um, so you got what you need. Uh, next song would be his and hers. Uh, his and hers was uh, Internet Money, Gunna, Don Tolliver, and Little Uzi. Uh, I thought they killed that song. A lot of people didn't like the song. In my opinion, I loved it. At least loved the song too. Uh, definitely one of my top favorite songs this year. Obviously. Uh, Number four, kind of a little bit of a shocker. Um, that would be Solid featuring Drake, uh, which was Young Stoner Life, which was a really solid album. Um, I definitely enjoyed listening to it. And it definitely one of those albums I considered, you know, one of the top albums this year. Um, and number five was No One Knows by Brent Fires. If you guys didn't hear that song, my boy Kev put me on to that. Shout out to Kev when we was... Out there going to uh, car meets. Uh, he played that in his whip. And, you know, with the bass in his whip, it was going crazy. And loved the song. So it actually topped out my top five. It's an older song by Brent Fires. No one knows. Go check it out. And just to give you guys six and seven, it was Watching Knees by Drake and Lil Baby. Lil Baby dropped one of the hottest verses of the year on that song. And then Tequila Shots by Kid Cudi. Another great song. Great alcohol, by the way, as well. My favorite alcohol and tequila. Um, so, yeah, those are my top five songs of 2021. I guess top seven because I gave you two more. And um, 
yeah, you guys should definitely uh, provide to me what you guys had as your top five as well. Um, and top artists, because uh, I'm definitely interested in that. But we move on. All right. So let's get on to the next topic of fashion. Uh, first, I wanted to start off with what's on the way out for fashion for 2022. So for 2022, I believe there's a couple things that I feel like have lasted too long and are probably out the door. So first thing I would consider is the Nike Dunks. I think they've made way too many. I think they're going down in value. And I, I think at this point, it's just almost dead at this point. Nobody's copping the dunks like they used to. They were crazy before, but now I think, you know, with the mass release of them, new dunks almost every week, I think those are something that people are going to put in the past. Number two. Number two, I believe, are going to be possibly, I'm not too sure about this, Cargos. Cargos are a favorite of sneakerheads, fashion, you know, heads, uh, girl guys. They love them some cargos. I love me some cargos, man. I don't want them to go away, but I think it's one of those trends where people are gonna be like, yeah, car- cargos were, you know, they've been on craze for a couple years now. People are gonna move back into the jean phase or a new pair of pants. You know, there was joggers that came out randomly, you know, about a decade or so ago. So who knows? There might be a new you know, pant that comes out that everyone's, you know, rocking this year. Um, that's another thing. Number three, bucket hats. I think bucket hats are on the way out as well. Uh, I think it was a return for the summer type of thing. And, you know, bucket hats are not, they're funky looking. They're cool during the summertime, but I don't know, man. I, I just don't, I don't see them long lasting. Um, Number three could be the colored fitted bottoms. I mean, on number three. Number four, I don't know, man. Uh, the fitted thing, is they going to keep on going? I mean, it was a huge hit this year. I'm not too sure if it's going to keep going next year, but we shall see. Um, everyone loves it from girls to guys. Um, so it's definitely a trend I could see keep going, but I could also see a trend that slows down. Uh, people might go to like old school snapbacks. You know, everyone's into this old school type of look right now. But, um, you know, and the fitted kind of gives you a new school vibe. So I could see, like, old, bringing the return of, like, old school snapbacks, uh, you know, stuff like that. I could see returning as well, just folded brims and all that with, you know, not black nasties on the bottom. Um, and then the last thing I have on here for a trend that could go in 2022, Supreme. Uh, Supreme has always been on the edge right now. I just think Supreme stuff that have come out would have been really meh. You know, it's kind of easy to cop. And I've, you know, I could have copped multiple times already and I have pulled against it. They're a little too expensive, uh, unnecessary. And some of the designs are just ridiculous. Throwing, splashing Supreme all over the place on an on a item is just not what's it anymore. And I just feel like it's something that, you know, could kind of go to the wayside. As it regards to 2022. But who am I to say that? Who knows? All these trends could keep going for next year. But, you know, you got to have new trends come in. So that's how I feel about it. And speaking of trends, and we know one of the biggest trends have been Jordan 1s. And there was a couple that are releasing and released. As I wanted to just go over the big sneaker releases for the past couple weeks. Uh, we had the Bubblegum Ones, which are the navy blue and pink uh, Jordan 1 highs that came out. Uh, they came out, I think, last week. And uh, they only came out in women's size, unfortunately. So all the Bigfoot dudes, unfortunately, you guys aren't able to cop. You know, for me, I'm an eight and a half. So that's like a 10 in women's. I'm able to cop if I wanted to. Um, so those are out there. Uh, bread Ones. The, the patent bread ones are coming out on the 30th, so that's next week. Be on the lookout for those. Those are fire, man. Crazy design. Look, A1. Definitely a must cop if I could. But, again, I got a lot of black and red, so I'm not too sure. Um, next one would be the Cool Gray 11s. Cool Grays are coming out tomorrow as well. Uh, I mean, tomorrow. They came out a couple weeks ago, I think near uh, the week of SantaCon, I believe. No, I think it was the week after SantaCon. Cool Grays came out. Um Solid shoe. Love it. One of the gifts I wanted for Christmas. So hopefully I, I get it. 
Um, so the cool grays. Then we had the Yeezy Belugas come out. The Belugas, if you guys don't know, all gray Yeezy 350 with the orange stripe. They came out with a reflective pair. So, you know, when you flash it, it's, you know, it flash, um, it shines bright like a diamond, no pun intended, uh, with the Belugas. Crazy looking shoe, but again, the gray is now the hit right now. Um, I would definitely, you know, cop again, but, you know, it is gray, and I have a couple gray shoes now um, and might get another one. Uh, let's see if uh, Santa Claus is, hooks me up. We'll see what happens. Uh, next would be the Crocs, the Sasha Benberry Crocs. Everyone's been fiending for Now they're going for ridiculously unnecessary practices on StockX and GOAT. 450 plus for them Crocs. Not worth it, honestly. You're talking maybe $100, maybe, but they're Crocs at the end of the day. You're paying 50 bucks for a pair of Crocs, and I'm not paying $400 for some Crocs, man, just because of the collab and how they look. Yes, they look more for the current of the times, but not worth the money. Uh, last shoe that came out that was really interesting to me was the Easy Moon Rocks, which was like a black marbled colored pair of 350s. They look fire to me. Um, again, Yeezy's been on a roll recently. Um, definitely a different pair that looks fire. Um, I can see that, you know, being heat from the street as well. Something I would have copped as well. So there's been some heat, man, uh, the past couple weeks. And that's it's always like that around Christmas time. They know this is the biggest time where people are copping sneakers for significant others, for themselves, for New Year's, etc. So uh, it was a huge month uh, for sneakers. And I, I definitely... You know, hopeful, maybe not right now, but I can cop a couple off that list at some point. Uh, last thing I wanted to go over was League Fit of the Week. So the League Fit of the Week would be my guy, Karis LeVert, uh, Indiana Pacer, uh, on the trade block. Rumors are surrounding him and other players on his team. Um, but I, I like the outfit that he, he had on. Um, I'm really into the varsity jackets, bomber jackets. If you guys didn't know, if you you rock a, a crazy bomber jacket, you know you got my vote. You got you know my vote, my my vote, my vote. Um, so just to describe the outfit, I'm gonna post a picture of the outfit on the Here My Podcast story, so you guys can see it. Um, so he has a red and brown varsity jacket. Um, I'm not too sure what the collab was. Um. But it looks crazy. There's some type of monkey or man on on the on the right chest area uh, on the design. You got he got some brown shades on. Um, he has some Sahada jeans, all black, loose fitted, and a little rip on the on the, on the left pant leg, and then Sahada printed on the front. And then I think he has the Trophy Room Jordan ones on. It looks like it. Those go for crazy money, fire shoe. Uh, I wish it was easier to cop but and less expensive, uh, but it's not. Fire, I believe, as well. And then he had he has his lunch in his hand, and I, I feel that, man. Want to go heat that up right before the game. Uh, but, yeah, that was the league fit of the week. So I'm going to post that on the Here Mount page so you guys could go check it out. Again, I, I pre present this to you guys so you guys could get – Little tips and tricks from the celebrities out there, man. They're the they're the fashion mongols. Those are the people we look up to. So uh, definitely go check it out. And now we are on to sports. All right. So now we're on to the sports part of the podcast. And I wanted to start off by saying fantasy football playoffs are here. So it, it gets rough these next couple weeks uh, just because, you know, there's teams that have already made the playoffs. That might be sitting some players. Other teams are fighting for their lives for the playoff race. Um, so it's a very uh, hit or miss type of thing. I think the fantasy uh, football playoffs should start a little earlier in the year because these last couple weeks, your, your two best players could be sitting because their playoff teams, you know, they already made the, you know, made the playoffs. There's no reason for them to be playing. So that puts you at a disadvantage. Um, so it's definitely something that I would look into. I mean, I got Brady and Cup as my two biggest uh, producers on my team. They've led me to victory after victory. Cooper Cup is having an amazing year. 
Uh, Tom Brady's killing it at 40, what, 44 years old, 43 years old. So, you know, he's he's keeping it rolling. Um, but who knows with these next couple of weeks. It's it's a crapshoot, honestly. <laughs> I got a bye week. I was first seed, which is crazy uh, to think about. So I got a bye week this week, and then, you know, we'll see what happens, who I face the next, uh, next week. But, again, the players will be sitting – you know, COVID is running rampant all over the NFL, the NBA. And it just seems like both leagues are kind of at this position where, well, they're trying to figure out a way to just keep these games being played. Unless there's physically not enough players on, for example, an NBA team really for football, you could just call players up from the practice squad or sign somebody off the street. From the NBA, you need to have at least – Eight players being able to play. So I just don't know where, what the NFL and NBA should do at this point. I mean, do you shut it down for a little bit? The NFL is so close to the playoffs. I mean, I would, I would at least give these teams a week or a week just to get everyone, you know, healthy and, you know, hopefully. You know, get people up to speed and then start the playoffs with uh, the first seed getting two weeks off possibly. But then again, that might be a disadvantage for them. I don't know. It's just uh, for the NBA, you definitely they should take like a two week pause and then restart the season again. Uh, but they're, they're, these leagues are hell bent focused on getting all the games played. No matter what. And COVID is just running rampant, so it's something that you can't can't really control at this point. And it's just that type of season where there's cold, there's flu, there's COVID, <laughs> like LeBron posted on Instagram. You know, comparing all three, which was not a good take by LeBron, but because there's people actually dying from COVID, nobody's dying from a cold. Uh, but at the end of the day. This needs to be resolved soon. Um, and just lead this back into the fantasy football playoffs. Just keep an eye out. News is dropping like every other day. Like, you know, especially right before the games, they'll let you know that a player is doubtful and are out and they're starting. So pay attention to that because that's going to be pivotal for you guys to win your fantasy football leagues. Um, I think matchup per week is key. I've had a lot of players just come in and, you know, uh, just based on the matchup, like kickers, defense, I, I could switch them out easily back and forth in uh, what, what's available on the waiver wire and, you know, wide receivers, running backs, you know, try to get the replacement for the person that's on the team that's injured. So, like, for example, you got Amari Cooper, he's out. Look for Michael Gallup. Look for uh, Wilson, you know. Um, you know, try to do that route. Same thing with if Devontae Adams was out, go for Lazard or Valdez Scantling. Uh, kind of go that route. Because that can, you know, lead you to production, especially because you know for the fact that they got two good quarterbacks in Prescott and Rogers, so you know they're they sling the ball all over the place. So they're going to need receivers to catch the ball. Um, speaking of football, I mean, New York football is literally down the toilet. I mean, you can it's flushed at this point uh, for both teams. Jets lost a tough game against Miami. Just last week, uh, they were in it to the end almost, and Miami just pulled out uh, last minute. Uh, they pulled out a big victory versus the Jets, even without Jalen Waller, their top receiver. Um, the Jets' defense, man, just completely disappointing. Zach Wilson had a has had a disappointing season. Three games left on the year. Jets are playing the Jaguars this week. This is probably the only win they're able to get at this point. You got Tampa Bay and then Buffalo as the last two, and both teams could be playing for something at that point. So I, I just don't really see, you know, any path to victory besides this week for the New York football Jets, even though they beat the Bengals and the Titans this year, which was a shocker, and nobody expected that. Um, but let's see. Um, as a Giant fan, I, I want the, uh, the Jets to win. Because then, you know, the Giants move up as it regards to draft order. But this is where we're at with 
New York football at this point. Both teams have not played well all season. Coaches have been questionable, especially Joe Judge. Robert Sala, this is his first year. He's got a rookie staff, rookie quarterback. You know, he has a little bit of leeway. Joe Judge, you're coming off an okay season last year, and there was really nothing nothing really positive came out this year. Xavier McKinney, he looks like a great safety. That's nice. A lot of injuries. Blake Martinez, injured. Nick Gates, injured. Shane Lemieux, injured. Um, Kenny Galilee can't stay on the field. Daniel Jones, out for the rest of the year uh, with the neck injury. Um, Saquon, injured. You know, Galladay injured. Tony can't stay on the field. Shepard out with a torn Achilles. It's just a mess, you know, all over the place for the Giants. This offense is putrid, averaging 11 points to pass four or five games, I believe. Mike Glennon is not a capable NFL quarterback, and he should have never got signed to the contract the Giants signed him to. Um, he should be, you know, he shouldn't be a backup at this point. He, he just looks terrible out there. Supposedly, there is, you know, that Jake Fromm should be starting this week, the, the former Georgia quarterback. Uh, so that that at least gives Giants fans a reason to watch. So it's a little bit, a little fresh breath of air uh, when it comes to QB. Daniel Jones, again, big question mark. Honestly, me as a Giant fan, I'm moving on from Daniel Jones. I bring him in, uh, you know, I'll keep him there, but he, he's not guaranteed to start a role at this point. You want I, I bring in a veteran quarterback. If I can't get a Russell Wilson for a decent price, I, I that's another guy that hasn't really been playing well all year. Um, so I don't know if I would give up two first round picks for him at this point. Um, yes, he's Russell Wilson, but I need to see more from him. The offense looks off. I don't know. He like this. This doesn't look like the same Russell Wilson. I don't know if his fingers bothering him, or, or the offensive line just can't block. I don't know. It's been a real down year for him. I don't know if he's regressing as a quarterback or he just don't want to be there anymore or he knows his offensive line can't block nobody. It just seems off. I mean, you're going to come to the Giants with another team when the offensive line can't block nobody. I mean, who knows, especially if you're giving up those picks for Russell. I'm not too sure. If I'm the Giants, I'm going after maybe a Mariota. Uh, if Derek Carr is available, I would, see, I would call up the Raiders, see if we can pick him up. Um, or you can you can draft a developmental quarterback. You know, you go you go to um, you sign a Mariota, and maybe you draft a QB in a second, a third round, or something like that to to compete with Daniel Jones. Show him like, hey, listen, you got a dude who's young, who's up and coming. He's he's coming for your job on top of the bet, so it should push him to be better. Get this old line fixed. You know, you could you could keep the draft picks, use that assets to draft. A big-time pass rusher. There's so many of them in this year's draft, along with offensive line. So you can get definitely some help in the trenches. Um, I think for both teams, the Jets as well, they can use some, you know, some pass rush. Uh, besides the Williams brothers, you know, and you know, you got Mosley. The back end is very questionable. You could use a corner. Uh, a Hamilton from Notre Dame could be someone the Jets could uh, possibly take. Um, I could also see them, you know, going for pass rusher or offensive line. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, um, Makai Becton, who played in, what, two games before he got injured, maybe one. Uh, so your left side of your line is uh, set up. I mean, the right side is questionable. You could go for a center right guard, maybe Tyler Limbaum from Iowa's possibility as well. Same possibility for the Giants. Um. But that's where we're at this point. We're not talking playoffs. You know, we're not talking almost making the playoffs, not even competing at this point for both New York teams. It's all about draft position as it's been the past 10 years, it seems like. Uh, it's just on and on, same thing. As a fan, you look forward to September every year because football starts all over and your team is 0-0 zero and zero and there's so much high expectations. And then when you actually watch the games, you're like, oh, yeah, my team sucks. And that's how the Giants and the Jets are at this point. And, uh, but hopefully things turn around. Honestly, I would like Joe Judge to be fired, get him and gone, and let's just start everything fresh, bring in a new GM, bring in a different coach, uh, so and go from there. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe a new GM, same coach, same QB, give him a year. Then you reassess, fire whoever, or, you know, 
Jones doesn't pick, get his fifth year option picked up. He gets, you know, goes to another team. Uh, but yeah, so and for the Jets, you know, you got to give Robert Sala another year. Zach Wilson is he the quarterback? We're not too sure after this year. He needs to light it up against Jacksonville. I'm talking about three touchdowns over 300 yards. The Jacksonville defense is good, but Jaguars offense is terrible, and they only got what two, three wins over in the season so far. Winnable game for the Jets. They need to. I know, yes, you want draft positioning, but you need to show something here on this team, on in this game, especially at quarterback. So that's what I would say. But let's move on to a different sport here until I get into my uh, week 16 predictions, which will be at the end. Um, let's start off with the Nets, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they're playing the Lakers tomorrow on Christmas Day. Um, but KD is in health and safety protocol, so he will not play. James Harden, I think, will play. Kyrie, I'm not too sure. I think he's still in health and safety protocols as well. So now, speaking of Kyrie... Supposedly, Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, got a change of heart. And he's decided to bring Kyrie Irving back for road games now. Very interesting take. Um, you know, realizing where the team is at. I mean, the team is first place in the Eastern Conference right now. But a lot of people will tell you they don't have enough to win a championship. They, they want to be the all-on favorites with Kyrie. That happens without him. You're not too sure. Um. KD is the most unguardable player in the league right now, along with him and Curry. Um, but for the Nets, they, they're getting some help with Kyrie. I mean, he they're getting half. You know, he'll play, like, road games maybe for the rest of the season in the playoff, unless, A, he gets vaccinated, B, they change the mandate in New York, or C, he ends eventually gets traded. And supposedly if he does get traded, especially to a team he doesn't want to be in, he'll retire. Um. So it's it's a whole conundrum here when it comes to Kyrie. Uh, and it seems like they're all right with just playing him half the games at this point. So, hey, if if it leads to the Nets winning a championship, they, they don't care at the end of the day. So, I, hey, I can see if the Nets win the championship this year, I could see Harden, you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm out. Give me the Philly. Ben Simmons comes to, to the Nets. You know, you got Ben, KD, and maybe Kyrie. Solid. You know, James Harden plays in Philly with Joel Embiid. You got two powerhouses right there going up against each other. Um, would be very interesting. But, uh, you know, the Nets Nets have been playing well, man. And, you know, not much can be said for the other New York team. The Knicks, uh, terrible news. Derrick Rose, ankle surgery. He's out for six weeks at least at this point. According to Roche, it could be, you know, six weeks. People were saying eight weeks, so it's about two months. So it's Kemba time back in New York. Kemba just dropped 44 points yesterday in a loss to Washington without Bradley Beal. Disappointing loss. Wasted a great game from Kemba. Defense was not there throughout the whole game. Uh, I don't. I just don't know what it is. Julius Randle doesn't look like the same player. He needs to put his braids back in, man. We need the braided Julius Randle. Since he took his braids out, he just he's not the same player. Um, so we need braided Julius back. He doesn't have the same intensity as he did last year. It shows he he doesn't come back on defense. Um, it, he's not putting full effort in. He's he's if he's not involved in the play, he's not. He's just standing there. Tibbs got to put his foot down. I get it. The guy just signed a $117 million extension. Can't just sit him. But you need to, you know, show an example out of him. If OB is playing better or if someone else is playing better to take his place, you play the other person. Like, show him, like, hey, if you want to be in this lineup, just don't hand it to him. You know, you're spoon-feeding this guy, and he's he's hurting this team. He's one of the highest-usage players that, you know, he's got, like, the worst plus-minus him, De'Aaron Fox, and uh, I think it's Sadiq Bay, and then whoever's from OKC, and Kate Cunningham. So th that's not where you want to be, the bottom of the barrel when it comes to NBA teams. Um, for Julius Randle, I, I, in my opinion, I would trade him when, when you get the opportunity to, but his trade value is just so low. So what are you getting for him, really? Uh, but I just feel like this Nick team will prosper better without him at this point. 
And I get it. I don't know if maybe Randall is the lead way to a star like a Brad Beal or a Damian Lillard or Carl Anthony Towns, Zion eventually, who knows? Um, it's just I, I would I, I think these kids that they drafted, they work hard. They they want to be out there, so why not give them a shot? I don't think they're gonna do that yet. I think if the next season starts to see more losses than wins, especially in this stretch, they're gonna go and start playing the rookies and the young kids more than you know the veterans like Randall Burks or whatever. They might look to trade them, Noel, maybe uh, you know Rose, depending on when he comes back. Um, so should be interesting to see. Um, I think if I had to give you just a quick what I think the starter should be. I believe it should be Kemba. Uh, now that Rose is hurt, Kemba. I would put RJ, uh, Alec Burks, Randall, and Mitch in. You know, just to give that. You know, Burks can give you got give a little bit more defense, and I would bring Fournier off the bench. And as of right now, I would have. Uh, I would have quickly, Grimes, Fournier. Obi and uh, Noel is hurt, so Taj or Jericho Sims at the five um, until this team gets healthy again. So we are on to the last part of the sports section of the pod, and then I'll just go over a quick little review of Spider Man. Just let you—I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys. Just wanted to let you know how how. Um, how I felt about the movie, if I enjoyed it or not, I'll bring that up. Uh, but let's get into the NFL Week 16 predictions. Just two games this day, Browns and Packers, Colts and Cardinals. Should be two interesting games. I got the Packers winning against the Browns. The Browns were dealing with so much COVID. Uh, I don't know if their stars are going to come back healthy. I got the Packers winning that by blowout. Uh, I think a 14-plus uh, point victory. Colts and Cardinals. Cardinals lost a stinker to Detroit last week. Colts have been playing well. I, I don't, you know, this is a team about who wants, this is a game about who wants it more. Colts are fighting for their playoff lives. Um, this is a tough game, honestly. I I would think the Cardinals don't want to be embarrassed again. This is going to be a real cl- close fought game. I think this could be a 28-24 type of game. Um, and I'm going to have, I, I think Arizona is going to pull it out here um, and go on to win and go 11-6 and six so far. Uh, Lions and Falcons. This is a toss-up. I mean, I, I mean, the Lions are playing well, but I just think the Falcons are the better team, especially if Jared Goff don't play, which is rumors that he might not play. Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a one-time Pro Bowler. Um, as he, the Pro Bowl rosters were announced. I'll discuss that in the next week's episode a little bit more. Falcons should win this game. I got the Falcons winning that. Uh, Rams and Vikings. Another interesting game. Uh, Mr. Uh, Gritty Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. You like that? Versus Odell Beckham, Matt Stafford, and Cooper Cup. Uh, Rams are on a little bit of a roll here. I, I think they they have just way too much offensive firepower for this Minnesota defense. Uh, I think they'll go on to win this game and go 11-4. and four. Uh, Then we got Jaguars and Jets. A game that's a toss-em at this point. Um, the Jets have a lot of players out due to COVID as well as coaches out. Uh, I think the Jaguars have ability to pull this one out. Uh, I think it could be close. I think both teams are really terrible, but I could see this being a 20 to 16 type of game with the Jaguars winning. So, uh, I have the Jaguars win this giants and Eagles. Another game that's really questionable. You would think the Eagles are fighting for their playoff lives as well. They got a big win over Washington. They want to keep it rolling. Uh, the Giants have questions all over the place. A lot of injuries. I, I think, you know, Jake, who knows what Jake Fromm is. I think with the Eagles, they're going to want revenge, especially for the last game. They're at home. Giants will play well in Philly. I think Philly's going to win this uh, by at least 10 points. I think this, this could be a, a 20 to 10 type of game. Uh, Bills and Patriots, really great game. Um Patriots ran all over Buffalo last time. I think the Bills are going to want a little bit more of revenge in this game. Uh, should be a good game. I think the Bills are going to come back and win this, and uh, you know, tie with the Patriots at nine and six. Uh, I, I just think that you know both teams are playing well. They both you know, but they 
Bills are offensive firepower. Patriots are more of the running team, defensive team. Um, but I think the Bills will will win this one in in a revenge game. Ravens and Bengals. Supposedly Lamar Jackson is not playing again. Uh, but Tyler Hundley, who played well, really well against the Packers last week. Bengals, you know, I I believe they're in first place right now in their division, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I think that there should be an interesting test for Cincinnati against a team that, you know, is right on them when it comes to winning the division. I think the Bengals are the – I think they're the better team. They're the healthier team at this point. I think they can hold off and win and, you know, get Jamar Chase – it's going to have a big game against the Baltimore corners, you know, with a lot of them not healthy. So I got Cincy winning that. Uh, next game would be Chargers and Texans. Uh, this should be a Charger blowout, in my opinion. Um, I think the Chargers are going to blow them out by 15-plus points. Way better team. Texans are, you know, they don't. They might not even have Brandon Cooks. So I got the Chargers winning that by at least 14 Buccaneers, Panthers, uh, Tom Brady is going to want revenge over what happened last week against the Saints. Panthers are a bad team. I think the Buccaneers are going to, uh, you know, beat the Panthers handedly at this point. Um, Bears and Seahawks. Uh, supposedly Nick Foles is starting, I believe, this week. Um, you got Russ. I think Russ could – this could be a game where Russ should light them up, throw at least three TDs, you know, maybe over 350 yards, get a touchdown or two to lock it. I got Seattle winning this. Uh, Broncos and Raiders, another interesting matchup. Uh, Drew Locke is at quarterback for the for the Broncos, the Raiders. Uh, now, are they still in the playoff race at this point? It doesn't I, I just think the Raiders are going to hold on to win. I don't think Darren Waller is going to play, but Hunter Rimfro has been playing well. Raiders defense, I trust a little bit more than a Broncos defense right now. Uh, so, and the Raiders are at home, so I got I got the Raiders winning that. Steelers and Chiefs, another interesting game. Um, but I think Kansas City is rolling, even without with the loss of Tyreek Hill and uh, possibly Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs can find a way to still win this. Um, the Steelers are fighting for their playoff lives as well. I think with uh, with Ben Roethlisberger just age catching up to him at this point, don't really trust him as a quarterback. Uh, I think Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs hold on to win, especially the way their defense is playing. Uh, Washington and Dallas. Uh, Sunday night football, really great game. I don't know if Tyler Heineke is going to play. Cowboys had an okay game against the Giants, only scoring 21 points. They should have scored more. Uh, but I, I just don't think uh, – I think with the loss of quarterback and the COVID issues, I don't think Washington's going to be able to hold on to win this. I got Dallas winning that game uh, by a good margin, by at least 10 points. Uh, Dolphins and Saints uh, should be another interesting game. Uh, I, I think this should be a really good game, actually. Two teams with questions at quarterback. Two teams that have been facing difficulties with COVID. I have to say to winning this one, I, I, I trust their defense more. I trust their coach a little bit more. I think their run game is way more solid uh, with the question with QB play. I think Kamara could go off in this game. Uh, so I got the Saints winning in a low-scoring game, kind of a 14-10, like 17-13 type of game. Um, but, yep. So those are the NFL Week 16 predictions for you guys. And hopefully I can lead you guys to some victories in your pools. So I got five minutes left on the pod. Just wanted to discuss the Spider-Man movie. Um, watched it, what was it, last week? Great movie, man. Great movie. I don't want to spoil you anything. It was a like it was a little longer of a Spider-Man movie, but it was all worth it. And you you weren't looking and be like, damn, this is a long movie. Like, nah, not throughout that whole movie. I think the greatest Spider-Man movie I've watched, honestly. I think it was really great production-wise. The storyline, you know, what can, it leads on for the Marvel future. It, it was great, really great movie. Uh, ten out of ten, I believe. So definitely go check it out. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it because I know there is a lot of people that haven't seen it. Those tickets were so hard to get. Uh, But definitely go check that movie out ASAP. No Ferg. All right. So that's all I wanted to present to you guys in the pod for this week. 
Again, I appreciate all you guys tuning in for another episode of the podcast, especially during Christmas week. Like I stated, I hope you guys have a great Christmas for everyone who celebrates it. Keep enjoying Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, all of it. Uh, love, love you guys. You guys, you know, keep me going. Uh, you know, thank you for all the support. I hope you friends, family, everyone, you know, stay safe. And uh, I'll speak to you guys next week, hopefully. And uh, happy holidays.